0: Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on your way to work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witty. Hi, everyone. You're listening to On Your Way to Work, the show where we talk not to the employer, not to the manager, but to you, the worker on the workplace floor. Last week, we talked about the first 30 days in a new job, whether you had just got laid off and had been in the industry for 20 years, or you're just entering the workplace for the first time, a fresh college graduate or high school student. And the points we made there were as follows. The first, set not an image, but a standard of high quality in the job. The second, build constructive relationships with management and with your coworkers. The third, just do the job. Don't focus on the next job. Focus on the job that you're doing right now. And that last and final point was simply be a real person. Be the person that you would want to work with or be the person that you would want to manage if it was your own business. So this week, we want to talk about year one. So let's bring in our host, Rick Witted to talk about that.
1: Hey, Christian. Uh, you're doing a great job, by the way, uh, emceeing, the, or not emceeing, but hosting, <laughs> co-hosting the show with me here. So thanks. thanks a lot. I think this is a good topic. What is most important in the first year? Right. So last week we talked about the start, right, of a path in your career. With, If I could sum it up this way, the most important thing about the first year in a company, in a job particularly working for someone that you hadn't worked with before, the most important thing is how you walk in the job. And i to be very careful when I say that, how you walk in the job. A lot of people are concerned with how they look. A lot of people are concerned with who they know. A lot of people are concerned with, am I smart enough, good enough, do I know enough, and, and I'm not saying any of those things don't have some place of significance in your career, but there is nothing more important than how you walk the job out. And a lot of that is intrinsic. It's not about, hey, did I execute on connecting part A to part B to part C to get the job done and do the job really well? But it is when I am doing the job, am I making the place better? right? In my attitude, the way I treat people, not just executing on the job itself, but how I interact with people. Am I making the place better? So I would say that's, that is so crucial. How you walk the job out is more important than anything. You can talk about it all day. I remember a a manager who used to say all the time, let's not talk about it. Let's just be about it. Uh, And in that first year, you really can carve in stone a fantastic, fantastic commercial about who you are as a contributor to a company by the way you walk the job out so it's interesting that you use the phrase the walk or
0: walking it out what do you mean by that per se
1: yeah i mean specifically it is not always what you do on the job and even though we talked about last week that the first 90 days is you know, really about setting in stone the quality of work you're going to deliver while you do the job, the standard of work. And that's crucial. And that's that's the expected thing. That's the thing that you get the paycheck for. But that doesn't mean it's the thing that takes your career to a different place. I think that there are five key things that are going to be absolutely crucial in walking it out. And so the five things that I think people are looking for when I say walk it out are key here they go one how do you handle no or the you're not ready and we talk about this on the show every now and then but that is crucial number two how do you handle correction or tough news or or difficult coaching from your manager or leader or your owner number three how do you handle workplace conflict particularly being offended, you know, in the workplace. And I I talk about this extensively in the book. Uh, And then how do you handle interpersonal clashes, particularly with your boss or key partners that are crucial for you getting your job done, you know, or any coworker? So how do you handle no? How do you handle tough coaching and correction or difficult news? And how do you handle workplace conflict and interpersonal clashes, with individuals. So, how do you handle no? <laughs> right. So, you know, this is the big one, right? And y- you cannot have an antsy attitude. I don't I don't really know any other way to say that. Like nervous or I just when when I tell you no, I can see in you that you're squirming. Oh, the internal cringe. Right. That's a great way to put it. Right. <laughs> Whether that comes out in an expression on your face Whether it comes out in the words you say next, the but, 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 buts, you know, or, you know, any other way. You have to have a very straight poker face when the no comes, even if it's like the no you really didn't want to hear. Don't die on every hill. If the answer is no today, there may be a really good reason why it's no today. There may not, but don't die on every hill. The answer is, okay, you know, give me some direction on how you think we should proceed. And they'll give you some direction most of the time. So it's how you handle the no that's really crucial. And it says a lot about who you are as a contributor, as a team member on how you handle that no to your manager. It's
0: kind of like no one likes a
1: sore loser. Yeah, or it's kind of like no one likes a whiny baby either. (laughs) Right. It's, if if the answer is no, the answer is no. And unfortunately, a lot of us grew up, you know, negotiating it out like, well, please. But mom, please. But if I'll do this and in the workplace, that, that just doesn't fly. The answer is no. The answer is no. And there's probably a reason that the answer is no, because what you're now doing for this company, this company's probably been doing for a while. That's why they turned it into a business and however long they've been around. That's why they're around. So you may have a great idea, but you have to honor where you are within your role to know that the ideas, I don't own them here. They're not mine. And, and, and it's my point to to contribute and offer. But but I can't demand that my way come across. So you got to handle the no right. You just used a great phrase.
0: You might have a great idea. Leading off of that, how do you handle correction? You had that great idea, but the answer was no, or?
1: Yeah, so this is like the first how do you handle the no. Not the same, it can be different, but the tough coaching, right? There are times when you may have thought you nailed it and your, your manager says, well, you did nail it, Christian. You, you actually didn't do well. Right. Or you're in a in your mid-year review or your year in review or quarterly review or however often and what cycle your 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 leadership or manager or owner uh, does a review with you on how you're doing. It may not be a good one. You may have thought you were doing OK. And they're they're saying, well, hey, you're you're not an A. You're C plus. You might be a B minus or maybe you're a B, but you thought you were an A. And that can be some tough coaching for someone to say, hey, appreciate the work you're doing. And, you know, I think you're doing a pretty good job. But here's some very specific things that you need to do that'll make you better. You're not at a thousand percent yet. And here's why. That can be tough sometimes. I'm an avid learner, so I love to hear that kind of feedback. But even when I hear that kind of feedback, I, I step back and go, Wow. Yeah. You know, even if they're right, it's, it's, it's a little painful, right? Because you, you're kind of getting a shave. You're getting a haircut a little bit there on on maybe the ego if you thought you were doing well. Or So, yeah, I mean, I think being able to handle that coaching is important. Now, it can also be difficult coaching because you didn't do it right and you know you messed up. And you're thinking, oh man, I'm just, I messed up. And you might have that feeling going to your boss or your boss coming to you. And then, yeah, they they give it to you and put steps in place to fix it, hopefully, et cetera. But the attitude that you have with dealing with that is crucial, and I'll give it to you in one word, own it. Ownership, two words, I guess, own it or ownership. You just gotta own it. It's like you just got to have a my bad attitude. That was my bad. You know, here's what I realized I, I did wrong. Here's how I'm going to correct that or ask, can you help me correct that? And then correct it and execute going forward. Don't shift the blame. That's right. Just own it. Own it. That is the best way to deal with difficult coaching, you know, tough news, you know, whatever it is. Just own it. It is quicker to own it and move on. It sets character in motion in the minds of people about who you are. So I'm going to switch gears here for a second. Last
0: week we talked about building constructive relationships with coworkers and management. What do you do when that goes sour? When you start having interpersonal conflicts or workplace conflicts? I mean, we've talked about this before in an episode with Alan Rajanish. Um, dealing with offense in the workplace.
1: Yeah, great, great episode, season one,
0: yeah. But what do we do about that?
1: Yeah, so I'll just tell you in my mind, and, and biggest hurdles to get over in the workplace is being offended. That was one of the reasons I did that show with Alan Rajanis last year. I think it was episode... Four and five, uh, and that's how to handle offense in the workplace from season one. Great show. Yeah, and again, the reason I did that show with Alan because one of the things that I've seen so much when people are leaving a company or or becoming disgruntled, I, when I talk to them, one of the primary things that I notice in the way they respond and the things they talk about, they're dealing with being offended. And so, you know, if you can't handle, like, right, conflict, it's going to lead to you being offended. And, and I'm not really saying anything that's groundbreaking here. We just don't talk about it about the workplace. But we deal with this all of the time, you know, in our personal lives.
0: So how do we deal with the conflict so that it doesn't become an offense?
1: Right. I mean, that's a good point. So here's the reality. It might you might be offended. Right. The moment. Sometimes it's not like this back and forth thing that brews and grows. Sometimes it is typically the back and forth happens and the growing and the brewing of the issue occurs because what just happened or what was just said to me kind of offended me. Right. And it got under my skin before I knew it got under my skin. Just don't go too deep with this. Think about any personal relationship you have where that's happened. It was like before you knew it, you heard something. And in your mind, you're going, I, I know they did not just say that to me. I, somebody is tripping up in here. Right. That's what you're thinking. Right. It's just like your natural your gut says, I will slap right? a couple That's of what responses
0: want... later. You're fighting.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you got to be able to handle that. And, and that in an essence is just conflict. And so you have got to be able to step back when you hear the thing you thought you heard and say nothing to not respond particularly in the workplace, because we're talking about feeding our families here, right? So you have to step back when you heard something and before you speak, think. And then before you speak, after you thought, think again. (laughs) So before you speak, after you think, and then before you speak, after you think, and then you thought before you spoke again, Yeah, I'm, I'm going on and on here to say, think about three or four times before you open your mouth. Think four moves ahead. Right, exactly. And when you do speak, start with a question. So Christian, I want to make sure I'm I'm doing the right things and what I heard you say was, right? And if that bothered you, Use wisdom that may or may not be the place to deal with it right then. This is where mentors are great. This is where having mentors really become helpful. Because here's one thing that I've learned about careers is most things get done away from the table, not at the table. When everybody's at the table, that's not when you go after it with all the gusto to try to just win your case. Most things happen behind the scenes, away from the table. That's where deals and compromises are made on how we're going to move forward. So in a nutshell, handling conflict is all in the response. Everything about dealing with a conflict, it will escalate or de-escalate based on the very next words out of our mouths that works in our personal lives it is spot on the same thing in the workplace
0: so we've been talking about a lot of the more negative things here (laughs) how to handle the no how to handle conflict let's switch gears again and talk about how do you handle doing more on the job how do you handle beginning expansion i guess you could say beginning to grow in the role
1: So, yeah, Christian, I can sum that one up really easy. And this is so true for my career. Here you go. You will do more work before more money comes. You will do more work before bigger roles come. You will do more work before flexibility and autonomy to create your own schedule comes. That's just how it works. You do more work a long time sometimes before the bigger opportunities comes and that's called making your current job bigger and this is where a lot of people lose out so if you can embrace this in your career you are going to smoke people in the workplace around you because after about a good year that's getting on folks nerves they're like what I got to do what and and I'm not getting paid for it and this is ridiculous and I'm Out of here, this is crazy. Or you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do my nine to my five, and I'm done. And if you're in the (laughs) doorpost when I'm out of here, you're gonna get run over. And that's how a lot of people think. But the truth is this: if you're going to, you know, really advance in your career, and forget the advancement piece of it, and think about the growth, the way you grow is to discover more different and interesting things in the environment you're in right if you just watch a baby in a room they will go around and feel their way through or bite or lick or touch (laughs) their way through that entire room and what happens over time they master that room listen I'll, i'll take it a step further even if your baby is blind they will do that same thing. They will have that same experience. And within a certain amount of time, they've mastered everything about that room. Uh, it, the room may be a wreck and it may need painting again at least two feet and under. But they're going to master everything about that room. That's that's the process of growth. And we become so focused in our careers and and the business community does this i mean you know we create it themselves right we're so focused on the promote that we underemphasize the growth and growing is the most important piece to our career and so i would say to you right if if you're talking about growing professionally and developing your career then the number 1 thing you should always be considering right is having a willingness to do more to learn how to do my job as I always say this quicker better faster right and the only way I can learn those things is just to to keep pushing the envelope and exploring how can I get better and I I love when people come to me and say you know Rick how can I get better that is so different from the people that come to me and say how can I get the next job? All I'm thinking is, well, I mean, I kind of need the job I got right now, right? And I need you to show me how much more this job can be, right? I'm just kind of giving you some examples of what me and business owners and others think like. It's always about how can I get better? Most people think, well, hey, I'd get better if you gave me the opportunity to do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds funny.
0: If you only gave me the trophy, I'd be in first place. That's
1: right. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> that is you summed it up so well. But that's exactly you know, that's in essence. That's what people are saying to you. And in that first year, it is so important for that not to be your focus, even if that's your goal. Your goal is and your focus and how you execute is so, so different, right? But important. And they are different. And this gets back to kind of what we're ta- we've been talking about today. How do you walk this thing out? Because people are not going, hey, Rick executed on this. He did A. He hit B. He hit C. He hit his goals, right? They expect that. That's why they pay you. I mean, you're paid to do a job. So we're not sitting at a table. Business owners are not sitting around the, the card table in the evening when they're home thinking, wow. Hey, you know what? If I just um, let me see who's really done the job really well. OK, they're executing. I'm, I'm going after that person, but they don't have good teamwork are They don't know how to handle when you tell them, no, they're not receptive when you're giving them coaching, particularly tough coaching, right? They, they don't know how to handle conflict. And if those are things that you can't do well, even if you're my top performing person and I'm a business owner, I'm going to be very hesitant to put my business in your hands. Because if that business doesn't do well, my family doesn't eat, Right. And that, in essence, is what I mean about what's most important in the first year is how you walk while you do the job.
0: It goes back to that taking ownership. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Ownership of your job, ownership of your relationships.
1: And attitude, right? And I would say that would sum it up really well, ownership and attitude, Those are the two things you have to demonstrate in that first year, right? To really set the direction for your path in a very vertical direction, regardless of how you define promotion, because for everybody, it's not, you know, the bigger job. But there are other things, right, that are crucial as well. Whatever you're looking for, you're not going to be able to ask and receive that, or better yet, not even ask for it to just be given to you. If you don't demonstrate a great attitude and show and execute in a way that says, I have ownership here. I have a stake in the success uh, of, of this company's goals and objectives.
0: Well, listeners, there you have it. That about wraps up the show for today. If there's anything that you would take away from this, it's exactly as we said, take ownership. Don't try to ask for the trophy before you win the game. Take ownership of your attitudes, take ownership of your job and take ownership of your relationships. And if you do that, not only for the first 30 days, 90 days, year, you're setting your career on. I hate to use the term fast track because that's not exactly what it is, but you will earn your way to the top.
1: Yeah, that's a great distinguishment, Kristen, And, and I would say this way, a career, it isn't fast. Um, it can feel fast, but you know, there's no overnight sensation. You, you see someone overnight that you didn't see where they were before. They've been on that journey quite a while to get there.
0: What do they right? say, 10,000 hours?
1: Yeah, that's it, it, a minimum, right? So I, I, I would say you're absolutely right. Great way to end the show. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Been, uh, it's been great. I really appreciate it.
0: It has. So listeners, we want to thank you as well for tuning in. As always, check us out at facebook.com slash Tweet us at R.A. We want to hear from you. And finally, leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. If you enjoyed the show, if you didn't enjoy the show, let us know. This show is for you, the end user, and we want to make it the best possible resource for you. As always, thank you for listening in and have a wonderful, blessed week.